intro that you just heard that was created by Alan Hurley at the audio suite. You heard me talking to someone like run around in the sun. Exactly. And you LOL. (laughs) That is Eric Allen. And Eric Allen and I became friends when I was doing the afternoon show on a radio station called K-Love. And he was doing the afternoon show on a sister station to K-Love called Air One. And we were both in side-by-side studios each afternoon. And we were just goofballs. Like we'd bother each other. Mainly I would bother him. And we just became friends. And then a couple years later, when I was asked to be on the K-Love morning show, and they were wondering who in their right mind would be a co-host for Lisa Williams? Like who could even stand to be in the room with her for that many hours a day? You know, it was like Eric Allen, who else? And so he and I got to be co-hosts on the Caleb morning show for over two years. And I respect him so very much. Um, and, and for so many reasons, just the way he loves God, the way he loves his family, the way he thinks about important things. And he's just always made me laugh. So he has carte blanche to call in on Life with Lisa Williams. And he said he was going to call today. So we're waiting for the Eric Allen gold dropping hotline to ring. And when it does, he'll be dropping the gold on the show today. So that could be any minute. There has been an ongoing theme this week on the show, Unexpected, Unplanned, and it's this theme of being brave. And I got a book in the mail this week from Carrie Scott. The book is Untangled. It is actually coming out in July. So I got an early copy. She's a friend of mine, and she is brave. Let me tell you, you want to talk about somebody who's brave on this planet? Carrie Scott. I read the first chapter, the first part of the book, and it is an open letter to her abuser when she was four years old. Um, Her courage uh, is unparalleled, and it rocked me to my core to, to read just the first chapter. So I'm so excited about reading Untangled by Carrie Scott. I hope that you'll get it, and then maybe in July when it comes out, we can all read it together. Maybe you've heard some of the shows this week about being brave, and maybe like me, you're watching people differently, you're considering things differently, like who is brave, am I brave, wow, she's brave, and so we're doing a Bible study, a summer series on being brave at womenwhobelieve.com. 
Um, and even if you're not a woman, try this one, menwhobelieve.com. Oh, and right on time. Like a superhero, he shows up right when he's supposed to be here. He's like, he's like Batman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> he, I'm just like Batman. He's ready. He sees the Eric Allen signal up in the sky. He picks up the dropping gold hotline. <laughs> Eric Allen. Have you had a good summer so far? Yeah, it's been a busy summer. And, and here's the thing, you know, like we're looking at our calendars and we're looking at, you know, okay, can we take this trip or can we take this little getaway? And I, I know that's it's that kind of time of year for a lot of people and really – what I feel like I have on my heart today, Lisa, is to maybe share a little bit something from my past that may tie into people as you go about making those travel plans for the summer. And, you know, we are too. And, you know, I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to come up with some sort of amazing type of a vacation or some sort of, yeah, we do. you know, like we got to go somewhere. We got to spend all this money. And sometimes it does. And sometimes it's just the experience of that. And I know... You know, this week, some people have been talking about bravery. And when I think of bravery, (laughs) I think of, I mean, I think of a lot of things. But I mean, I'm sure you're you're like me. You think of a senior citizen's bus trip to Branson, (laughs) right? (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) A senior citizen bus trip to Branson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's That's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of being brave. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's what my parents did. And and really what you're saying is is when you tell people that you are going on a senior citizen's bus trip to Branson, you're saying, I'm old, I know it, I don't care that I'm old, I'm just kind of embracing that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's like that insurance uh, company commercial uh, that's been playing now where the guy's always going like, I'm never getting married, and then they show him getting married. Right. I'm never having kids, I'm yeah. having kids. Well, it's kind of like that. You know, we say that a lot of like, well, I'm never going to do that. You know, I can remember when Julie and I f- were first married, and, you know, you start thinking about kids, and it's like, I'm never getting a minivan. And then at one point you go, oh, that kind of makes sense. So we go through like these phases <laughs> right. at times where we're just going like, you know what? I'm going to go for comfort rather than style in these pants that I'm buying. <laughs> and I think, I think the, the bus trip idea is kind of like that same idea. It's like, okay, I'm not only going on a bus trip with a bunch of senior citizens. I'm going to Branson. <laughs> No offense to Branson, but no. there's, there's a, I guess there's a, there's a bit of a stigma attached to Branson that, that it's what? What's the, what's the stigma? You know what? The, what I hear about Branson, it's a very lovely place. It's very wholesome entertainment. It's kind of like the anti-Vegas type of thing. Right. You've got your shows. you got your things there to do. When my parents said they were taking a bus trip to <laughs> Branson, I said, you know what? Good for you. You're all in now, aren't you? You're just fully embracing it. You're not like hiding from the fact that you're old. Because you know, bus trips, save for like the Greyhound variety, there's really two. You've got your like third grade and you're on a bus trip and you're going to the museum. Right. Or you're over 70 <laughs> and you're, you're going to go see the sights, as they say, right? Right. <laughs> so here's the thing. My parents have taken one of these before, except it involved our entire family. So let me take you back to 1987. And this, might be, this might be something that maybe as families are planning vacations may or may not want to do. I don't know. So my parents were, said like, uh, in, back in 1987. So I'm like 16 years old. I think my brother's like 19. My, my sister's like 11 or something like that to kind of give you a framework of like how old we are when my parents thought this was a good idea. Um, and so, and really, it's in theory, it's a great idea. They said, you know what? We want to take our family out west. 
we want to experience, you know, because we're from Chicago, so let's, let's go out west. And, they, and years before this, they took us on a fantastic vacation out east. And I think this is the thought process behind it. Because years ago, we drove and we went up and down, you know, basically uh, the east coast. So we started in Pennsylvania and we all went on to South Carolina and you yeah. saw everything in between. That's there. great. You know, Her- yeah. Hershey, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., Statue of Liberty. It was a fantastic yeah. vacation. Yeah. So I think in my parents' mind, they thought, Let's do this, except let's go out west. And I don't know if the out west version of this, they're thinking like, well, you know, we don't really know the area as much or because it's more spread out or we want you to have an experience. They thought, well, let's take some different modes of transportation. So we took a train from Chicago, I want to say to Colorado. Believe it or not, it's all blur. I'm not sure exactly where the train (laughs) took us to, but it took us out west. I know that. And we did the sleeper car, and it was a neat way to see the country, right? Yeah, that's cool. Taking a train, right? Yeah. It doesn't get any more American than that. But then when we got to wherever it was off the train, then the next part was we were going to take a, a guided tour bus for several days <laughs> so you'd stop at hotels and stuff at yeah. night but throughout the course of the day basically from morning to to dinner time you were on a bus and you're going to different places out west and again i don't know if it was as well known as it is now like my whole idea of if you're taking a bus trip and you're going to go see the sites you're on a bus filled with a bunch of senior citizens i don't know if they knew this <laughs> or not so we get there and sure enough it's a bus full of all senior citizens, with the exception of like an Asian family that barely spoke English. <laughs> so I want to give them the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that they had no idea what they were getting into. You know what I'm saying? This is like pre-internet. So you're probably basing stuff off of brochures and stuff back then. And I, I want to give my parents the benefit of the doubt, although they speak English. But anyway, so it's all senior citizens. My family, so it's my parents, you know, probably in their 40s and, and, and they're three teenagers, and then an Asian family who seriously, like, I think the kids spoke a little bit of English, the mom spoke some, and then I don't know if the dad spoke any, but we'll get back to them in a little bit. But if you've never been on one of these bus trips before, and I don't, I, I don't want to paint them all with a broad brush, right? but this is the one that this is like. So each morning we'd get on the bus and... Uh, we had a, uh, and they would tell you like, okay, you have to sit in these seats. So it was like a signed seat. So it was kind of like a field trip because <laughs> I guess, you know, they didn't want anybody like hogging the window seats or like, you know, so-and-so Mel and Connie always sit in the front seat and I want to sit in the front seat. So there would be no arguing amongst the senior citizens or they always get to sit next to the bathroom in the back. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. I don't know. So that was one thing. Every day we had to sit in a different assigned seat. Second, we had a tour guide. Her name was Sharon. Now, Sharon was probably mid-40s or so. I'm uh, Just let me paint a picture. Long, straight here, okay? okay. Kind of goes back to the middle of her back, maybe down to her waist. Kind of like Cher. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I think the departure between Sharon and Sharon is. So Sharon would wear like these like button down shirts, like with a long denim skirt type of thing. So now are you getting a picture kind of of this? And 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 here's the other thing about Sharon. She wore one of those Davy Crockett coonskin caps every day. But all that to say is that every day we'd get on the bus and like Sharon would tell us where we had to sit. Right. Now Sharon would get on and she'd get on like the overhead PA. And, and Sharon had a New Jersey accent. She'd be like, hello, this is Sharon, your tour guide. 
And then she'd tell us where we're going. Like, today we're going to go to Waldrug, and then we're going to see the, I don't know, like the Black Hills of whatever South right, Dakota South- or wherever it was we were going <laughs> to. This is that's like such the, a great trip for a teenager. Like, this is just- Oh, yes. Well, so then after Sharon would give her announcements, then every day, without a doubt, just as this bus would get going, she would turn on music, and every day, the first song always was Willie Nelson's On the Road Again. On the Road Again. So as the bus would go, we'd be like, On the Road Again. (laughs) And uh, I don't know if people sung along or not the first day. Then I think after like three days of it, you're like, okay, enough Willie Nelson, enough On the Road Again. So, you know, I don't remember all the different places that we stopped. I just remember, you know, like you have certain things in your mind. Like I can remember sitting across the aisle from a very nice elderly, of course, a lady with with red hair. And I've got my walk, you know, my Sony Walkman with my cassettes. Right. And I'm thinking I'm listening to you two or whatever it is. And she like kind of taps me on the shoulder from across the aisle because we were both on the aisle. And she's, you know, oh, what are you listening to? And and I said, oh, I, you know, I said, I'm listening to you too. And she's like, oh, I like, I like the, I like the modern music too. And I'm like, oh, she's like, I really like that Michael Jackson. <laughs> and then it was like, and I like that La Bamba song that's out right now. <laughs> that's when that La Bamba movie came out. So that was just a little slice there. The other part of it was is that in addition to the senior citizens, there was the other Asian family. Right. So you have to know this about my dad. My dad um, has, has never met a stranger. He will talk to anyone regardless of whether or not they want to talk with him. Right. And in some cases – Almost in spite of the fact that they don't want to talk with him, he will talk right. with them. Yeah. So, I mean, he was in a field day being like this young guy right. on the bus right. with all the, the, the senior oh, citizens yeah. of being able to tell. Yeah. And another thing about my dad, too, is I think he likes to assimilate, we'll call it. And so at times he has the tendency to, uh, we'll call it, exaggerate. And, you know, say things to either impress people or to, like, try to bond with them. Right. (laughs) So, for instance, with the Asian family, mind you, uh, barely spoke any English. He he gets from them that they run a, a Chinese restaurant. And so, in order to, like, say, like, hey, oh, yeah, you know, like, we, we can bond over this, he starts telling them that how our family is constantly eating out for dinner. We regularly eat out, and if we eat out, nine out of ten times, we're having Chinese food. This, I don't know, is a way for him to say to them, like, hey, we're, we're in the same corner. We're just like you. But I don't know if the man ever – ever understood, understood any a, of it. A word he was saying, yes. <laughs> and you're like the teenage son who's analyzing your father's conversation thinking, one, why is he talking to them? And two, we eat Chinese food 90% of the time? Right. That's, that's like it, does, it just does not happen. So all I can remember is it, the, this trip pretty much crystallized one evening into this when we were sitting at a restaurant and my mom just starts like breaking down and crying in the middle of dinner in a restaurant wow. just talking about how like you know this trip is not what anybody thought it was going to be and you know well, and again yeah. we're teenagers we don't really appreciate it at the time but it's never a good sign when mom is <laughs> right. breaking down in the middle of a public restaurant <laughs> crying lamenting about how this wasn't what I thought it was going to be and, uh, everybody's having a miserable time and it's all my fault Aww. so Aww. you know yeah. you're talking mom off uh, off the ledge <laughs> there but here's the thing looking back on it now i'm like 
my parents went for it, right? Right. They were you brave. Know, at the time, they were right. <laughs> they were brave. And, I, you know, as a teenager, I'm sure I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. You know, the, the time that went into it, the planning that went into it, the cost of it. Right. You know, you just don't get it at the time. But looking back on it, like, I can remember vaguely some of the different places that we went here and there along this trip. And there were a lot of fun things that we did, but it almost didn't matter. You know, it's like 30 years later, I still can't remember all the things that we can do, but I remember the trip and I remember those moments. And now when my family, we sit and talk about this, we don't remember necessarily mom crying in the restaurant. We remember my dad talking to the Asian family. (laughs) (laughs) Among other things. <laughs> but we it's it's the overall joy and the experience that we got out of the trip. And I think that's the big takeaway from it for me is that looking back on it now, you could sit there and go, Oh boy, that was a disaster of a trip. But we we look back at it and there's nothing but joy. There's nothing but laughter. And the memories that we have of that we think about fondly. And I don't know, I think about that. When I look to my own family as far as vacations this year, you know, of like, oh, we got to go to Disney or we got to go to the beach somewhere. And it might not be that. Nothing against those things. I'd love to be able to do those things. But it doesn't have to be this home run for it to have this lasting impact on it. Yeah, that's good. Good word. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Yeah, And you know what? When all else fails, (laughs) hop on a bus and crank up some Willie Nelson. I mean, that, that works too. (laughs) <laughs> That's so funny. Like the thing that I keep thinking about is how you can't go on Travelocity and see the reviews. You just go for it. You know, you just, right. you didn't know back then. You didn't know. There's no internet. No. You're right. There was no like way of research. Even like the idea of like, oh, is it just going to be senior citizens on this bus? Because it's almost like now I think it maybe maybe now maybe because I experienced it now that seems to be more of a given. It's like you're going on a bus trip chances are it's going to be older people that do this. To tell you the truth, now I want to do that. I want to take a bus trip with a bunch of senior citizens. Now it kind of sounds like fun. For one thing, you know, you can be the youngest person on the bus. Even if you're like 50 or 60 or maybe even 65 or 70, you can be the whippersnapper. You can be like, hey, I'm the youngest on the bus. And then there's all the interesting conversations that you'll have. And I don't know, it kind of sounds like fun. Thank you, Eric Allen, for dropping the gold today on the show and, you know, reminding us that it doesn't have to be perfect, that we don't have to stress out so that we have the most perfect, scrapbook-worthy, amazing... No! No, even if it's a big flop, even if it's a complete and total disaster, laugh about it and remember things that, you know, will be the things that you talk about in your family for years. So that was a great reminder. The pressure is off. Be brave. Take a senior citizen bus somewhere this summer. Hashtag brave summer. Thank you to everyone who was a guest on Life with Lisa Williams this week. Giovanna Nelson, thank you for starting off the week talking about the very brave Brendan on Memorial Day. His story, I will never forget. And I'll never forget you, Giovanna. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for the brave summer Bible study that you started, encouraging us to get in the book of Esther. Julie Thomas from Women Who Believe, thank you for that. Thank you to Dwight Bain talking about being brave and journaling. Thank you to Chris Wheeler from Show Hope and their brave idea to create something that doesn't exist and to sell it for $3 to raise money for orphans. 
yay for the invisible bracelet. And thank you to Eric Allen for encouraging us to be brave around senior citizens on buses. And executive producer Paul Goldsmith, thank you for encouraging me to be brave and to create life with Lisa Williams. Hashtag thanks for listening.